0: Hello, 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 good morning, good day, good afternoon, good night, wherever time it is, wherever you are, what's up? And thank you for tuning in to My Black Self, the podcast. One thing I need you to do is share, like, and subscribe this thing, please, and thank you. In today's episode, I have a conversation with a friend, Jamal Smith. Now, we talk about his childhood and his upbringing and, you know, just how he was raised. Also, experiencing grief during covid having trauma from witnessing two of your best friends, you know, that you consider brothers be killed in front of you. And also we talk therapy as well. So get your popcorn, get your potato chips, sit down and just listen. Thank you. So, Jamal, thank you for joining in on My Black Self the podcast. Y'all, I got to tell y'all how me and Jamal met. How long we know each other? Like 3 years. About 3 years. About 3 years. So, I was working at this school in an elementary school, and the first thing they did, I don't this wasn't even in my job description now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know how they did this to me, but they set me up in Jamal's office to do goddamn trackers for the kids because he was they had two goddamn many. Because <laughs> the, the folks was was just writing them up, writing the kids up. And I had to put all this shit in the goddamn computer. Yeah,
1: that shit
0: was crazy. So we sat in his office. What was it? <laughs> every day for like two hours? Yeah,
1: two hours every morning.
0: Every fucking morning. And then I went and did my actual job. So that's how we met. We became cool as hell. We're going to get into his story because he got a goddamn story and the folks and the celebrities out here telling their life stories and telling how they overcame shit when it's actual people in the real world really going through stuff and really overcoming shit and nobody knows about it and people need to know these stories out here because there's some real life shit going on so i just want to start off with where the hell are you from i know where you from originally i'm from jamaica queens new york we lived there about
1: eight, and then we moved upstate to a, a prison town in New York, Elmira. Elmira? That's all it was known for, it was a prison. Oh my God. And the wild shit is, we moved there because three of my five uncles was in prison. So to be more supportive as a family, my mom's and my, and my sister moved out there so that you know they always had shit on the books and whatever they may need. Oh shit! And so I lived there until about 13, and then one day we just got up, <clears throat> we just got up, and they like, "We're going to Connecticut." you was 13 yeah 12 12 13 i think i was 12 turning 13 mm-hmm. it was the summer i was 12 and that that year i was going yeah. to turn 13 so i'm like all right we was always going someplace so mm-hmm. whatever and we got there and they was like this shit is nice right and i was like sorry hey, i mean it ain't home but i got no friends out here nothing mm-hmm. but it's cool Oh, well, we gonna live out here from now on so as it turned out my great aunt had passed and she left a house to her her nieces and everybody else all my all my mom's sisters and my mom agreed that my mom should take the house oh.
0: so we moved out to Bloomfield oh, that's how girl. I got out to Connecticut Bloomfield what would you say Bloomfield is what North North of Connecticut? Is yeah,
1: it? it's, it's North oh. Connecticut. Okay. Because it's coming right up to the north end of Hartford, so, yeah. Okay. But that was, like, such a drastic change. Like, 8th and Closed at nine. Everything. Everybody on the block. If it wasn't a two-family house where one family had kids, everybody was old, like, senior citizens, old. Wow. You That's didn't make Capaco So it was at least a, like a plaza there like a McDonald's And nigga I don't know if anybody remember But when I moved out here Capaco had a farm
0: Capaco? What is that? It's a plaza? It's a plaza in okay. okay. Oh
1: nigga you don't
0: know about Capaco? No, I don't because I grew up in New Haven Oh okay okay Like this out here is new <clears throat> for me I, I ain't never lived out here until I moved back here Okay, so or
1: Bloomfield was like It was that plaza. Like they had a McDonald's, you had to see you. Kim's Gift Shop is like world renowned. Well, oh, Connecticut, All right? Alright, Hartford renowned. It's Hartford renowned Kim's gift shop. You go in there, get your jewelry fixed, get clothes, like that was one stop shopping.
0: How was your childhood though? Would you say you had a good childhood, yeah. I had a yeah, good
1: childhood, but I was raised by women, mm-hmm. I had a spoiled childhood. Like, there was so many women in my life, I went for nothing. Yeah, he likes this, I got all of it. Get it? That Christmas, yep. oh, he's into this, all of it. Mm-hmm. That birthday, like, I think that's the reason I spoil my kids the way I do. Like, I remember how my Christmas is and birthdays were, yeah. So there's my mom's three aunts. The oldest aunt I had two daughters that are at least ten years older than me. Mm. So it was it was literally and yeah. my, my uncles was in and out of jail. They come out and give you a couple lessons and they me gone again. So you're not used to just seeing them regularly. But when we were in Almyra, got out of jail, started doing his, you know, started doing tailoring and shit like that. Tailoring? Yeah. He did, he did his tailoring thing. But Almira was such a smart town. It's like it's townies.
0: Almyra?
1: Yeah. It's a prison up there. Like when they say you know hear songs they got sent upstate.
0: That's what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, um, so I know Connecticut. Just to skip ahead a little bit. Now, I lived in the South. And I didn't experience racism. Like I did up here. You know, I did a couple hours in in, in the in the holding cell. For some racist bullshit up here. <laughs> yeah, I still experience race, racism every now and then. It, it's very random. But it does exist up here. Mm. Now... Now, we all the stereotype of what they're looking for. I'm a black man with dreads, you dark-skinned, and tall as hell, right? So, we both sitting here as the stereotype for the cops that they're looking for. I fit the description. You definitely fit the description of the man that just did something, right? At some point, somewhere. Somewhere. Somebody
1: who fit your description did it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, have you had those experiences up here?
1: Oh yeah. Um, shit, fourteen. We was in Bloomfield. We walking to go play basketball. Like as a kid, that's all I did. I ain't played. Ball. I, I just played ball. I ain't. I ain't played video games. I wasn't chasing girls. I wasn't trying to do drugs or go to parties. I you just played, played basketball. If y'all wasn't playing ball, don't call me. If I couldn't play ball, don't invite me. So we walk in, and we would go to uh, different parks. I always wanted to play different people. Get your game right. So we walk into a park on uh, Park Street.
0: And that's in Hartford? That's
1: in Bloomfield.
0: Bloomfield? Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: We walking past Park Street. It's the, it's the community center now. It used to be the junior high school. When we moved out here, the community center was Bloomfield Junior High. So we walking across, and we get across the street to the soccer field. By the time we get in the parking lot to the now community center, the cop pull in, lights on, whole shebang. Everybody freeze. What are you talking about? Everybody on basketball shorts carrying a basketball, white beaters, cut off t shirt, whatever. Ready to play ball. Mm-hmm. A bunch of kids broke into a house. Where are you guys coming from? <laughs> Our houses. It's very obvious. Yeah. It's very fucking obvious. Where are you headed to? Here. To play basketball. That's what we got the ball for. I need everybody's names and addresses and da 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 da. They run our whole shit.
0: And that's when we didn't know no better. We yeah. gotta get that to you. I'm I'm 14. Yeah.
1: I ain't never really had an incident like that because I haven't been any place long enough to be running into yeah. shit like that. I'm moving. I'm young. I'm uh-huh. with an adult. Even if I'm with an adult, I'm missing what's really going on. Yeah. It's a cop talking to an adult. It ain't none of my business.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so this is really my first experience with some shit like this with a cop stopping me you know wanting to run me my name what I did where I'm coming from so but I mean that happened more consistently as I got older and I got bigger yeah because you gotta imagine I'm just playing basketball so I'm just getting I'm, I'm in
0: shape
1: mm-hmm. you know so I look like a threat because I'm bigger than you I, I look like the bully you had in high school which I had to learn absolutely a lot of cops become cops because they didn't get that respect I mean, yeah
0: jobs. and then all of our movies <clears throat> who the robber who, rob who the robber look like who the gangster look exactly. like exactly the man that's doing stuff he should you know that ain't supposed to be going on doing illegal shit
1: now after the 90s past 2000s here's the wild shit once the 90s passed through jamal became a more common name so now it's in the movies yep and it's always the criminal the, the, the dirt bag the asshole the, the, yes jamal is the nigga who fuck your girl but he's supposed to be your friend. He the one that stole your money and helped (laughs) you you look for your money and stole your girl. You know what I mean? So now, the the surface of me is really fitting your description. Your description. You've been programmed to see this thing. Let me have your license. Here we go. Like, oh Jamal, he mustered this something. Jamal's are always into something. You know.
0: I, um, so when I was growing up, and I think this is because my grandparents are, you know, grew up in the South, especially my grandmother, right? So I always, I don't remember when the conversation of you black started, right? I don't remember when the conversation of don't trust them white folks started, or this is how you act with the cops and like, I had those talks at a very fucking young Early age. age. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't yes.
1: that it was a talk. It was a lesson. It was a life lesson. Yes. You learn not to touch the stove. You learn not to go back and forth with the
0: police. You learn not to. Yeah. You yes, sir. be there. You, you get what I'm saying? But don't go over there. Don't be hanging out with them at this time in that area. You stay right here. When the street lights come on, you come in the house. In the,
1: the house, here's another one. That white America doesn't learn that we have to. Mm-hmm. When you was learning to get your driver's license, you got you got taught what to do
0: when you got pulled over. When you got pulled over, absolutely. Keep
1: your heads visible. Don't make sudden movements. This is long before all of this is going on. Yes. This is this is nineties, early two thousands lessons. This is seventies and eighties lessons.
0: This is shit that has trickled down to each generation.
1: You don't know why you do it, but you know you get pulled over, put your hands on top of the wheel where the cops
0: And roll your window a little bit down. Yeah. Don't roll that shit all the way down. Don't talk
1: back. Don't talk. Back. Yeah. hmm
0: That's some crazy shit.
1: That's not nothing. I guarantee you there isn't a white person in the world. There can't be. That was taught that when they was getting their license.
0: We really have been conditioned to be the threat. Mm-hmm. Like you are the threat. You are the you are the image. So do me, as they say.
1: It took me 30 years to realize that I was taught to live small so other people could live I
0: don't know, that shit just blows my fucking mind. That we were really taught that and conditioned this way and really just obviously still live our life this way because we we have to mm-hmm. at this point. Like when I had, did my little time in a holding set, I was walking to my boyfriend's house at the time with some friends. And all I know is this cop was following me. And with me and my friends, I am the protector, especially if I'm with okay. any female friend. I,
1: male friends too, I can attest to that.
0: Yeah, like I felt the threat because the cop was, li- I didn't know he was a cop because he was in an undercover car. Literally, I'm walking and this motherfucker is this close to me in the car fucking with me now there's no fucking sidewalk so I'm walking in the street but on the side of the street this was in Hamden Uh, they expect you to
1: react
0: this was in Hamden all of a sudden he was just close as fuck so me being me I turned around I was like fuck nigga get the fuck back the fuck up (laughs) and all of a sudden it's a freeze I'm like who the fuck is this nigga (laughs) freeze (laughs) 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 nigga you freeze nigga we gonna fight or what yeah we gonna (laughs) do it and next thing you know, I'm fucking resisting arrest. And it's like five cops I'm resisting arrest to. Out of nowhere. I ain't never seen cops show up that fast. And the only thing that got me in my normal brain on the ground was I hear my friend Tanji telling me, yo, Malcolm, calm down, like yelling at me. And I'm like, bitch, you see all these cops around me and I'm I on the ground nothing. now at this yeah. moment and I ain't do a goddamn thing. And all of a sudden there's a taser on my back that's what popped in my head i was like oh shit he about to tase me for no yeah. fucking well i'm resisting that so now i'm fighting all of y'all but, but
1: i mean we, we gotta put it into perspective as the cop if someone if another cop is is riding him like you said he was in while you walking and got his car this close to him you're gonna react
0: you automatically threaten me exactly with no words
1: and now you still haven't told me who you are What you do for a living yep. Why you're here yep. So yeah I'm a to you're a stranger to me Why wouldn't I Like So now you're trying to condition me And my people cause I know you didn't Just single me out of this whole group So you're trying to condition my people To be submissive yep. Because anybody can be a cop At this point Any white male that walks up to me I should look at it as a position of authority
0: and be submissive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to go to court for that bullshit and everything. Like that was ridiculous. And my drive to the fucking Hamden police station was a beautiful ass drive. I believed the cop was black. No, he was a white cop. And I was just talking to him. I was like, Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all was doing. I was like, I go to, I'm in high school, like, I I said, y'all scared the shit out of me, like, had a whole conversation with this man, and he understood everything I was saying. Once I got to the, the holding cell, they gave me the phone, like, it was a whole, complete, different experience there.
1: Especially when they realized they fucked up. Yes, That you actually they aren't a threat. They fucked up. When the whole, the whole vibe, the whole energy
0: changed. Everything shifted.
1: And you like, well, wait a minute. Before you, you looked at me as a hostile. Why are you treating me in such a manner? Oh, because you realize now that I'm not hostile.
0: I'm not actually a threat. So when all of this shit was going on with the protests and stuff, and I was going out there and then I had a whole moment, I was like, yo. And my father saw my Instagram post and he was like, yo, mouth. Mal. You gotta be careful I was like what you talking about He was like remember You had an experience with the police And that's when it clicked back in my head I was like oh shit I got trauma I was like I forgot all about that I was like you right I can't be out there in no protest right now I ain't worked through the shit that happened to me 10 years ago
1: You know what my thing was About that I'm the problem Yes oh shit, they fighting, world star. Yeah. And I go, look, the cop walks past the fight and comes to me. Because I look like the biggest threat there. Mm-hmm. Pushes me. To go. When I was bouncing, I'm a bouncer. I'm on your side. I'm breaking up fights. So a fight breaks out. We put people up. They go in the parking lot and they start putting in work. They act like it's a cash prize the way they fighting. Yeah. So we like, oh shit. We wanna go see it. So I'm on, I'm, I'm, they in the parking lot. It's Allen Street. They in the parking lot across from um Envy at the time. So on the corner of Allen Street, I, heard about I forget Envy. what the other one was.
0: Envy's still around? Nah, no. No? I heard line. about it. So
1: we on the sidewalk. I'm, I'm tall enough to see over everybody I can see the fight I'm on the sidewalk It's, it's, it's a number of people In between me and and the uh, fight The cop walked through And he pushing me Go home Why are you touching me? The fight over there I'm not reaching for nothing I don't look like I'm a threat I don't even look angry I look My face is interesting Yeah Go home, go home Stop fucking touching me At this point Now you the problem
0: Yeah, you don't have the right To touch me At all
1: I'm on a sidewalk A public sidewalk My job is right there Not less than 10 feet behind me Why are you touching me? Why you ain't over there Breaking up a fight, pussy Exactly Watch your mouth there. I don't have to watch my mouth No I'm asking the question Why you ain't over there? So my man who passed away. He let it go on for a little while laughing and then he like come on, let's go back inside. But I'm, I'm feeling some type of way because you don't walk through a sea of people to come to me yep. you you tell me where I'm the threat. you tell me where I, I did something wrong. You can explain that to me. You say I seen your picture and you was with him And you look like y'all might jump in. Oh, okay. I'll go take a walk then.
0: Yeah, but they don't know how to talk to us either. Because they policing in our neighborhoods and know nothing about it besides the calls they get. That's all they know. They don't know that you work right there because they Mm -hmm. only come through if it's a problem or looking for a problem.
1: I have to say, I like working downtown because the clubs I worked at were so close together I got to know them mm-hmm. so I don't I don't have a problem with police as a general any general I do have a problem that they don't give them enough training or put thought into the placement of where they put off.
0: absolutely like don't put the officer who live in fucking fairfield in fucking new haven thank you he don't know nothing about what's going on over here he don't know that fucking larry walk up this street every goddamn day and go to work
1: and don't bother nobody. don't bother nobody i don't care how loud he is what he's seeing and out
0: everybody business
1: he just gonna go to his job and go home and everybody on that route yeah. that he walk, bike, whatever,
0: know that. I wish that if they do get assigned to a certain area, they need to learn the neighborhood. They need to know the people there. You can't just place them there. Know the
1: people there, like a lot of places do it. I do it when, because at the school we was getting two behaviors. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I give them transference so instead of letting them go figure out who the kids are on their own, I bring them to each room. Yes. So now the kids who fuck with me say, oh, Mr. Smith, vouch for him.
0: I can trust him. Absolutely. It's like an automatic The police don't want us to trust them. Okay. Yeah. Come through. Certain, All right. You know, we certain police, right? You, you... We... We
1: went through... Uh, training, whatever it's called, for what six weeks? Mm-hmm. Two weeks. It's a ride along. You're not on patrol yet. It's a ride along. Then you going through, and you meet in the neighborhood. Yes. Hey, I'm Officer Smith. I'm gonna be patrolling this area soon. If you feel you need anything, any issues, don't hesitate to stop me when you see me. Here's my card If anything Give me a call. Yes Yes You You have to know That in a black neighborhood You take the time To get to know The mothers of the neighborhood And I don't mean Females who have kids I mean the mothers Of the neighborhood You go And you say That's Miss Johnson Mm-hmm. Everybody speaks to Miss Johnson. Everybody mm-hmm. respects Miss Johnson. Yes. Okay, so I need Miss Johnson to trust me. Mm-hmm. Because if Miss Johnson trusts me, from Third Street down, trust
0: me. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. then also, when I come over here for a call, I know that Jamal and Malcolm. Most likely ain't got nothing to do with the, what the fuck is going on. Yeah. They walk into the corner store. Are they going to work. It's their time to go to work because this is, I see them every day.
1: You're not going to get a bullshit call. You get a call and it's an uncomfortable white person. It's an uncomfortable black person. It's an uncomfortable whoever. But you got dreads and I'm 6'6". 2. Oh, nigga, i not lost weight. 2.50. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but still, big as shit. It's cold outside. You you, you, you dress warm, I got my hoodie on.
0: I don't know if anybody ever told you, but when you was out, I told everybody you was out because you was getting a BBL.
1: So, I don't know who's gonna listen to this, but I'm gonna tell you this story anyway. Lisa said, "Felicia, said, I heard you was getting a BBL. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I don't know who told you that. But I did. I got a Brazilian ball lift. <laughs> I was like, they look like two smooth boiled eggs now.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Mrs. Smith ain't getting knee surgery. That motherfucker going to get a BBL. Cause he say he's gonna come back, lose the weight and shit. I said, that motherfucker getting a surgery. He going yeah. to Miami. Say what
1: you want to say. But I did everything I said I was going to do. Yeah. Listen Growing up late In a time where just Men had to be men Because we was being so demoralized And we was being so Looked down upon That I don't care what you told me I had to one up you My chest had to be bigger My dick had to be bigger I had to be able to lift more weight than you Throw a football a hundred yards further than you I had this thing where I would just say shit to make me look good. I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know why I said that. Mm-hmm. So I make clear now, I won't ever lie to you. I may embellish a story to make it better, uh-huh. but I won't ever lie to you. To the point where if I told you I was going to do something, and I was bullshitting, I make myself go do it now. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't ever want to be looked at as a liar. That was a younger me. That's why I'm good at behavior. Yeah. I can read you and I can tell you what you want to hear and make Mm -hmm. you feel like, oh yeah, and I don't have no intentions for none of that. It's keeping a relationship. Right. So, I got to a point where I was like, listen, I can condition you. Mm-hmm. To be what you what I want you to be. And you'll never realize that I did it. Mm-hmm. But I don't wanna do that. Mm-hmm. I do that with children all day long. They don't know why they do the shit that they do. But I'm sitting there pulling the strings and they falling in line. And because people don't wanna listen to what I'm trying to tell them, listen. I have these strings already pulled. I'm gonna give them to you and I'm gonna step away. I was talking with somebody and they said, the problem I have at the school is, I'm like Malcolm X with the kids. Remember that scene of Malcolm X? Where they was outside of the hospital and there was like 500 black men.
0: I don't fucking remember.
1: And they was telling them, the cops was out there deep telling them to move. And they stood strong, wouldn't move, wouldn't talk to them nothing. They just stared straight ahead. And Malcolm X came out and he told them, "You're not going any place till we hear about brother." I forget what his name was. So someone from the hospital came out and said, "He's gonna make it. He'll be all right." You know. Da-da-da-da-da. And Malcolm X stood there like this, and all 500 black men turned right and marched away. Like, and that white cop said, "That's too much power for one black man to have." Absolutely. And that is the fear. Every time, that's too much power for one black man to have. Like, through all the experiences of my life, I have an acute multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And one personality is diagnosing the rest. And that's how I get through. That's crazy. And it's so crazy but it's keeping me sane.
0: Yeah. Have you ever done therapy?
1: So here's the wild shit. Mm-hmm. After my brothers passed away, COVID happened. I shut down. I drank and smoked myself No, I could drink a half a gallon of liquor a day. Jesus Christ. And I'm smoking I got nothing else to do. Yeah. I'm locked in the house wasn't the only one smoking a gallon a day. My girlfriend at the time is terrified of COVID to the point where she's not recognizing that I just witnessed the murder of two of the people I love dearly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not okay. COVID is scaring her that bad. Yeah. So she's self-absorbed. Don't go out the house. You're gonna get COVID. Don't let anybody in. They're going to bring in COVID. But I'm not
0: fucking worried about
1: COVID right now. I'm not.
0: Not at all.
1: I just had a baby. I got my other daughter in the house with me. And I ain't diagnosed, but I'm positive. I got ADHD, so I got to go do something. I got to move.
0: Yeah.
1: Now I'm getting cabin fever. She gets to a point where she's comfortable with me hitting certain stores. Mm-hmm. And the stores are becoming liquor store, weed spot, food, home. I'm I'm completely numb. That's yeah. numb. Like if I sober up for any moment, I feel like I'm cracking into pieces. So I get back into I crawl into whatever I can back weed, bottle of liquor. Just mm-hmm. take the pain away. Yeah going on for two years
0: That's crazy I
1: have nobody to reach out to Like No one's available This is new to the country So they don't know To have therapy Reach out to people So here we are Three years later I reach out For therapy Call them I set it up My mm-hmm. initial call In the middle of the call I get disconnected on there. eh? Yo, I'm pouring my fucking heart out to you and you hang up on me. Now, my wound is open. Yeah. And you, you crossed me. So I'm angry. I don't call back to be like, hey, I got more to talk about. I want your name, your address, where are you at? I'm coming to get you. So I call back. Indian lady picks up and I'm, I'm like now nah, I want to talk to Mike She's like I don't know who Mike is what? I'm like I don't know if you Fucking with me right now or not But I was in the middle of sharing something very deep and, and that I wasn't ready to share yet Yeah. Trying to deal with something And he fucking hung up on me I want to talk To Mike She said oh my god I can't believe that happened to you That's, that's terrible We all work from home I don't know a mic
0: Oh my god
1: So At the end of the day I'm not ignorant I can understand that Yes. So I dial back I apologize for coming at you so hot I assume that you all were in the office And you could Click me over to him She said no no I'm so sorry I'm not sure I would if I could What? she said the way you sounded you wouldn't have got the help that you needed and I want to give you the help that you need what? and I was like what what, what do you mean? she said you you sounded like you were going to tell him how angry you were and a lot of anger was going to come out and you weren't going to hear what he's trained to do so I wouldn't have transferred you You would have stayed on the line with me like we're doing now. And I was like, yeah, but I don't have anything to say to you. I have something to say to him. She said, I know. So I'm the one who should talk to you right now. Now, here's the thing. Because of the training I have in dealing with children, what she said made sense. Yeah. Now, I had to check myself. Do I want to blast off on some dude I've never seen before because I open myself to be vulnerable, and we got disconnected, whether it was his fault or not? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to get the help that I need?
0: Yeah, true.
1: Okay, man. I sat on the phone with this woman for two and a half, three hours, I told her my story. She sat there, and she was sympathetic. I knew everything she was doing. I knew the answer she was gonna give i knew why she gave the answer
0: oh no but
1: i needed it okay nobody else could do that for me you get what i'm saying
0: that's the crazy thing though because now that you say that and i it just registered in my head I'm, that's what therapy is it's mm-hmm. literally somebody telling you all the shit that you know you need to hear or that you telling yourself but it feels so good coming from somebody else
1: it's validation absolutely And everyone needs to have their feelings validated. And it becomes a huge issue in any relationship when your feelings aren't validated. Mm -hmm. You can deal with your thoughts not being validated because your question is like, maybe that was some crazy But
0: how I feel needs to be validated. Absolutely. Whether you agree or disagree, I need you to understand. I need to know that you actually hear me and know that I feel this way. Yes. When I... um. I want to talk about what experience you're talking about. But before you say that, I'll tell you my therapy experience. I first reached out to a therapist when I went off on that white guy at the fucking protest with Ruth. And when my father called me and checked me, I was like, oh shit, I need therapy. (laughs) And I reached out to this lady and we played like phone tag for a minute until I realized I was like, I'm not doing this shit with her. Like we had a session planned. I fell asleep. Or overslept, And then the next day, she never showed once we rescheduled. So I was like, okay, this obviously ain't for me. So it took my sister passing away for me to actually really be like, oh, okay, now I really need therapy because I'm fucked up.
1: Here's my thing. I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. I think religion divides people. But if you read every book, it pretty much says the same thing.
0: The same thing. It's just a different person
1: It just adds more into it Where it says My version My my mm-hmm. view My way of this Is better than everyone else And it's the same thing Same thing it's Very spiritual So I think As far as therapy comes It's self healing mm-hmm. You have to work so much harder You have to go through those obstacles going to the gym your obstacle is oh, am I lazy you can get over that obstacle yeah eating right mmm do I want to eat right you have to fight a little harder to get over that obstacle yeah but that internal self healing is such a big thing it's such a big reward You want that how bad do you want yeah it? I'm not just going to put this on the table for you to have because everybody don't deserve that I hope you reach that That healing that you want And you're gonna turn around And do the same shit I'm a firm believer you don't get What you want Until you're ready for
0: it That's true So basically I wasn't ready for it Back then But yeah. damn sure I was ready for it Last year it I um
1: How big a swing
0: So me and Jamal We don't have Similar experiences But we are We both lost someone Extremely close to us And like The passing of my sister Was real deep You know I kinda went MIA for a minute But it got to a point where, like, every time I got in the car, I was ready to end my life. hardcore. And I was in therapy, but I was like, I'm not telling my therapist this. I don't want to send nobody to my house to come check on me. I said, I ain't in the car right now. I'm going (laughs) home. You know what I'm saying? And I had self-control. And with me, that's why I stopped drinking. That's the main reason why I stopped Mm -hmm. drinking. Because I was like, I don't want to be in the car drunk and really this thought come through. And I really fucking crashed Mm -hmm. my goddamn car. So that's why I really stopped drinking, and um, I like to feel my feelings. As much as I don't want to, I have to mentally know what is happening with Malcolm. Like, I gotta feel every fucking thing. So if I gotta sit in this house and be depressed and go through depression, that's just what the fuck I gotta do. Because I can't suppress anything. The only reason why I started smoking weed again is because I couldn't sleep. But I can't suppress. I gotta feel and know my progress within myself. I gotta actually know, okay, nigga, you feel better today Because yesterday you felt like shit Yeah I have to mentally know that So, I ain't ready to talk about how my sister passed Because it is still fresh for me But, um, let's just say I work in a hospital And I'm definitely reminded of it every single day So every now and then i would be like Alright, let me just step out for ten minutes And go cry my goddamn eyes
1: out <laughs> You gotta you, you can't deprive yourself of that because but, that build up
0: mm-hmm.
1: Presents so ugly When you can't contain it anymore
0: Absolutely I feel like people who go through those type of experiences Really need like a one ticket Getaway to wherever the fuck they want to go For a couple months And just be by them day for by day. long you need Yeah for however long you need Because we
1: really can't I, what, what are we Two years later and I'm still not over it. No, I'm still. I'm better than what I was, but I'm not who I was.
0: No, I don't think you'll ever be over it, and you'll never be that person again. No, nah, no, that's a wrap. But I don't know if you wanna if you wanna talk about it. You ain't gotta talk about it in detail. I've accepted what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not over
1: it. Working with some some coworkers. Became brothers. Mm-hmm. We we were bouncing at the club, from the club we got in the trenches, fighting, uh, 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 watching each other's back. You know, to where it carried over to outside beefs. So they had a problem with somebody because I wasn't here long enough to have deep rooted issues with anybody. Yeah, they were. they were in the streets long enough to have these deep rooted issues. So they had a problem with a dude in the 90s 30 years ago and it was just on site beef. When I see you it's a problem. And the issue became they always came out on top on site beef. Mm -hmm. We all go out one night it's, it's, it's February, my birth month. So I always make the joke I'm a big black man in a small black month. <laughs> so I'm celebrating the whole month. I don't get a day. I'm celebrating the whole month. You know. So like we we would just go out. It's a decade strong. Mm-hmm. February, we going out strong go out that night and nothing's really going on that night. It's kind of dead. We, we bar hopping trying to find a spot. We end up in the spot Elizabeth's in Bloomfield and he just happened to run into the nigga. I'm already nice. We have been to three spots mm-hmm. they walk in and they see the nigga but they don't react so I don't catch it. Go straight to the bathroom Like we always do Piss Wash hands Whatever Come out Go to the bar. So I be trying to take The bar order The drink order They over there And they do it He and head they, yeah, they going back and forth But I don't see no hostility We done been through enough shit mm-hmm. To where I My radar You know my spider senses Would be tingling Yeah and none of that is happening they just in each other head all right they've been out there their whole life they want, they always run into somebody they know mm-hmm. turn around I guess he getting the same thing he always get he gonna like it this time wazzy, wazzy. so we get the drinks Kids don't jump in. Fuck going on. I, I I'ma respect what you're saying. You start losing, I'ma jump in. Fuck what I said, but yeah. So they still talking back and forth. I just I'm, I'm glancing the dude up and down. I look at his brother. His brother look at me and waved me off. Man, okay. I made me the nigga drunk This is his brother If anybody know the whole story He know the whole he story know. So they finish Whatever they doing He come over and Get his drink I'm like yo hey, what's good with you they tell me Nah that's the nigga Such and such happened 93 Blah 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 Starts running it down for me Oh alright watching the game, looking around, because it is it's fairly deadening. So I'm assessing whether we're gonna stay here long or not. We're gonna finish this drink and dip, or we stay here. It's already midnight. Um it's a basketball game playing. I'm looking at the game. When I turn to tell him something that happened in the game, he back okay. So I stop at his brother, because his brother not moving. Yo, what's going on? I hey, don't worry about it. There's nothing Don't worry about. It. Where he going, though? Don't worry about it. Alright, I turn and look at the game. I see a nigga stop, my man. I don't know what he's saying. They talk for a bit. He brush it to the side and go outside. <laughs> Out, I'm on the other side of the truck He's walking out I'm on this side of the truck Walking this way He's walking this way Because he sees me Mm -hmm. Somebody jumps out From the front of the truck Says nigga you thought I forgot about you And starts chasing So now I'm like What the fuck happened Now I'm stuck In between Do I run And go see what's going on here Or do I tend to my man Who's laying out floor. There's five of us. One's down. I'm going to see what he's doing. One's being chased. Other two should be hot on his ass. Yeah. I tend to the one that's on the floor. Yo, get up. As I'm reaching down to touch him and say, yo, get up. I hear a shot right instinctively yeah. I duck mm-hmm. I don't know where the shot's coming from I just heard it ring out so I duck now I'm looking around and I see it cause he missed my man's running tripped he falls down on the floor and he walks up on him and shoots him Up, my other man who was with us just crumbled. He watched somebody he grew up with mm-hmm. shot in the head. He crumbled. Now, in my head, I heard two shots. Two of my friends are laid out. This one's already laid out. I don't know what to do. So I jumped down and um, I run around the truck and bang on the window. Call for an ambulance, because everybody's in the window looking up. Call for an ambulance. Call for an ambulance. And As I turn around, because I don't know if you know Elizabeth's in Bloomfield. The police station is directly across the street. A cop's there. I fit the description. Oh, my God. He got his gun drawn on me. Get down on the floor. Get down on the floor, nigga. I'm trying to call you. Call an ambulance. Don't put your gun on me. Call an ambulance get down on the floor call a fucking get down on the floor I hear a shit click I get down on the floor I say Yo, those are my brothers I just want you to make sure I just want to make sure that you get an ambulance here cause I don't know so the cop picks this guy and puts it away he gets on his walking. I run over to my man that I was closest to and I start trying to do something yeah. about. this girl comes from I don't know where says you're not doing it right I'm a nurse let me do it I back up I'm still on the body but I'm not Mm -hmm. doing compressions she's doing compressions she's giving a breath now when I gave him compressions I heard him breathe Mm -hmm. hindsight like I said after being locked in and having myself to my thoughts yeah I pushed that last breath of air out of him, trying to keep him alive. Because what the autopsy said is, the bullet shot off the top part of his heart. Mm. So she did CPR for a while until the ambulance came. sure, where they take him, he's okay, and I'm gonna ride with him, and they didn't let him get in the ambulance, and I was like, fuck, because he got shot in the head, and yeah. he was immediately dead, that's why he couldn't ride, Yeah. and he put that performance on for about a good five, ten minutes, felt like an eternity. It it was a fucked up situation because I had a genuine love for everybody off the strength of them, and I mean everybody, their family, and affiliates. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a genuine return. I I think that's what fucked up.
0: Kind of turned
1: just yeah. was like, I was like, I genuinely don't trust any you. You have to show me. And even when you show me, I'm still going to expect it. You'll never see it. Yeah. But I still expect the worst at any point in time is even turn on me. Yeah. Because I've seen it happen. Right in front of your face. When I've been to births Baby showers, birthdays, grandma's birthday. You want to come to uncle's birthday? He's turning 70. Oh, I can't make it because I can't afford it, but I'm still inviting. Yeah. All these things happen. And they die. And everyone's like, You didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're not saying that I didn't do enough. You're saying you wish I died and mm-hmm. stuff. And I couldn't have did no more than what I did. Yeah. That's Y'all insane. Y'all are supposed to be the killers. Y'all are supposed to be the... the street people. Why am I the only one who to wanna to go out there and see... justice, though? You know? Y'all should have already been out there riding.
0: So justice had, has not been served?
1: um he turned himself in okay Fuck Okay. up COVID COVID made him comfortable yeah. I believe and he got he got um uh, sloppy he got caught so he had to turn himself in I'm not sure where the court case is that, yeah um, but like I said the family don't talk to me like that I I guess you would say I'm a pariah that's insane if it's not about me buying something from them.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when this happened, we was working together. So, I knew something was going on, and I believe I heard, but you know me, I also still mind my business. And I know it's certain things that I don't need to know unless somebody tells me. So, I'm the type of, not nah, don't tell me. Because <laughs> I don't want to know something behind somebody's back, right? Especially something that I know is deep and intense. So all I knew was I was coming to work and now I was just like whatever this nigga need <laughs> I'ma sit in this office quiet whatever this nigga asked me to do and it wasn't like a I'ma shut the fuck up mode it was like a I, I really care for this nigga cause I've been working with this nigga for two months yeah. and I'm fucking this is loyalty right here so whatever this nigga need I'm just gonna <laughs> but I knew something was going on so I just would sit in the office and do my job and just be like, I know this nigga's gonna do some crazy shit. Yeah,
1: that that I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know if I should take the time off, or yeah. if I should go to work. The good thing about it was that I read energy well. And the universe placed the right person
0: in my office at the right time. You better stop doing that. he making extra noise oh. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> this, is,
1: this is my first podcast. I apologize. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like, I lost the only two people I could talk to. Mm hmm. That understood me as a whole to the point where they understood me to a point where they helped me grow absolutely so for me to lose that like Mike Tyson losing Gus D'Amato Kanye West losing his mother that, that was again I grew up with all women so I had to teach myself how to be a man and I had to take what I saw from other men in my environment yeah like a sieve I like that Oh, I don't want to be like that oh I like the way he moves mm-hmm. and, and this is how I molded myself cause I didn't have a male figure to model on and TV at the time didn't give me what I needed that would work for me
0: you know I mean? TV at the time was what Bill Cosby
1: it was Bill Cosby so I come out of myself after field. it was uh, uh, Saved by the Bell so the minority was uh, I don't know Slater. that
0: nigga they, oh my god
1: um, Urkel so Eddie you, you know what I mean Yeah, yeah we moved from the city at such an early age for me, that I didn't have an identity yet, mm-hmm. and then we moved so often, I wasn't in a place to gain an identity. Loyalty to an area was a tough thing for me to to, to fathom. Fans of a team, school.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't lost any friends, right? But I've lost family members. There was a. I have a. Well, I had a cousin, Malcolm. There was three Malcolms in the family. It was me, my dad, and it was big. Well, his name was Big Mac, <laughs> or Little Mac, depending on what was going on. So we all be like, "What?" He passed away. Um, when I first got to Atlanta, I was like, "What the fuck?" And then. The next loss was my sister last year. And that shit, like, losing a sibling is some next level shit. I tell people, you, you literally are brokenhearted for the rest of your life. I, I like there's there's no there's no coming back from that. And then a year later, my grandmother dies a week before she passed. So I said, oh, July? July about this life? <laughs> yeah. I fuck you up for a whole day but i that it's it's real it's intense and that that's another reason why i wanted to do this podcast because people are really exp- having experiences that are living this everyday life right but we only get to hear about how 50 cent made it through his life or kirk franklin or just the celebrities how they out here and they made it and they overcame their obstacles and they where they want to be right on a, on an accident or some shit meanwhile people in a regular life are where they want to be but don't nobody know their story and how they overcame their struggles mm-hmm. or how they ain't overcome it yet
1: and that be the thing a lot of people don't overcome it yet mhm you don't want to self heal I come from an era where the therapy is frowned upon yes from an era where we don't want to recognize there's pain. There's pain. There's trauma. Mm-hmm. There's deficits. I'm a firm believer I have ADHD. I'm far too old to want to go get tested. I know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But if you in the room and me and my mom's was talking, and I was like, "Ma, I got
0: ADHD. <laughs> nigga, ain't shit wrong with you. You shit. ain't got that. Shut the hell up. That's how. That's how it is, though. Yeah. In the know. black household, nigga, you ain't got that. You just Shut don't up. know
1: how to listen. That's all it is. So we don't know how to pass down that you should take care of yourself. Yes. In so many different facets. Mentally. Yes. We'll, we'll go get a manicure. We'll go get a haircut. We'll go get our hair done. We'll go get our body done to look like it wanted to look. We'll yeah. go work out. Yeah. We'll spend all these hours going in the
0: gym. But still ain't do the self-work.
1: And it's not achieving what you are looking for. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a drug habit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and you're trying to replace one drug for another and it's just not giving you that high that you're looking for. Nope. And you gotta go get it. You gotta go in. And You gotta own your shit. I'm not ready to be here yet. I can't prove it in facts, but anybody listening to this, you, anybody you share this with, if they take the time to self reflect, mm-hmm. they see they didn't get nothing they wanted until they was ready.
0: Until they was ready.
1: And those who do get it don't cherish it, don't appreciate it, and it doesn't last long.
0: Cause they was able to just get it. Without actually having to be prepared or having to get ready.
1: And it depends on how you handle your shit at each level. Video game. But you can't move on to the next level until you master the first one
0: it y'all you cannot move on <laughs> to the next level in this video game of life until you finish the first level. You, the level you gotta master the level you gotta know what buttons to press you gotta know what moves to take you gotta know the combo <laughs> you
1: gotta know the combo
0: that's quintessential do not get the cheat code <laughs> code don't do you no good chico ain't gonna do you shake cause you ain't learned nothing because
1: now you don't went to the next level now you gotta find a whole new cheat code to get past that level and you're always gonna be dependent on somebody giving you that cheat code <laughs> yo instead of learning that level
0: and being the master that's it that's it I ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing else for y'all. If you ain't learned nothing, then you ain't listen. (laughs) You wasn't listening. Jamal, a.k.a. Mr. Smith, thank you.
1: I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for joining My Black Self, the podcast. That's it. (laughs)